This is episode 42, The Reasons You Are Fatigued. Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. Welcome back to today's episode, you guys. (laughs) Um, I had this episode planned out and I'm going to tell you reasons for fatigue. There are so... (laughs) many reasons and it's kind of overwhelming because in an episode like this you don't want to forget anything. Now what I was thinking in the process of um, putting this together, putting the outline together was every medical condition that I can think of. If you go onto PubMed, if you go Google search, you're going to find fatigue as one of the symptoms, right? You can have headaches and have fatigue, you can have hypothyroidism and have fatigue, Hashimoto's fatigue, lupus fatigue, um, RA fatigue, (laughs) right? And the list goes on, diabetes fatigue, because fatigue is a sign that the body needs to shut down for a period of time. And that shutdown is when our body works on healing, restoring resetting, rejuvenating, (laughs) all of those words to repair the damage that is happening internally, right? Because instead of focusing on watching TV, instead of focusing on digesting food, instead of focusing on all of these other things, our body literally goes to sleep and gets to work on <laughs> whatever it needs to work on, the kidney, the liver, the intestines, the the brain function, all of the different organs and systems inside the body. Your immune system can start to take over and to fight off viruses, bacteria, fungus, mold, parasites, whatever it may be, right? So <laughs> let's just dive in today and we'll kind of see where we land And we'll also give you some tips along the way of how to support each one of these these areas. So I wrote down six um, reasons for fatigue. Now, I'm sure there's more of them. There's things that might even pop up as I'm recording this episode. Um, But the other thing I want to say before we dive into these six areas or six reasons for fatigue is I was... (laughs) 
okay, so yesterday I went to the acupuncturist <laughs> and I'm pregnant. I'm working on nausea. I'm working on phlegm. I'm working on inflammation, hormone balancing, all of those things that go along with pregnancy. Yay me. Um, especially since my body doesn't love pregnancy. Early on, first pregnancy, second pregnancy were kind of a breeze. Third pregnancy is when, um, for, for my story in particular, I had lived in a mold-infested home for three years between while well, I was pregnant with baby number two and the beginning of baby number three. So living in that environment for a long time really wrecked havoc on my hormones and my body and I've done a lot of work on <laughs> fixing, restoring those things and moving the mold out of my body, but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. And I have noticed that each pregnancy after that has gotten a little bit different. <laughs> and I know some of that also, you know, has to do with age, even though age is just a number. Um, <laughs> but hormones start to change, uh, body composition starts to change, metabolic functions change. Um, you know, there's things that go along with that. So my first pregnancy, I was 21, I believe. I had her right before my 22nd birthday. And this pregnancy, I am t 31. And we'll have her right before my 32nd birthday. So there are some changes there that happen just internally. But as I'm laying on the acupuncturist table, I have this overwhelming thought come over me. And that thought was, how do I present to listeners, to followers, to fans, to groupies, to whatever you guys want to call yourself, how do I present to them that health is not linear? Even my own health journey, my health story, I have done nutrition, I have done alternative therapies and treatments like acupuncture, like red light therapy, um, supplementation, you know, all different kinds of things to help support my body. And I go through phases in order to heal and to restore my body. I will go through phases where I'm doing acupuncture regularly or where I go through phases where I am doing massage regularly <laughs> to support lymphatic system and to support my musculoskeletal system. Um, there's other times where I focus very heavily on food and nutrition and what I'm putting in my body and making sure that everything is evenly balanced out and supported that way. There are times where I stop taking supplements. <laughs> um, I laugh about this because especially during pregnancy, that's been really hard for me. If I take supplements, it causes me to throw up. So of course I'm not going to take them, even though yes, prenatals are very important. It's more important that I keep the nourishment that is in my body <laughs> than to try to force something. Right. And there's periods of time where I'm like, you know what? I am just, I don't want to take another stinking pill. Like I'm done, <laughs> you know, and I will go off supplements for, you know, a couple weeks and then, okay, it's time to reset, rejuvenate, um, you know, go back to, and there will be other times where I say, okay, you know, it's time to go back and to focus on, you know, 
supporting my digestive function to rebuilding my gut to making sure my bowel movements are consistent, you know, or whatever it may be that is needed to support my body at that time. Maybe I notice without supplementation that my hormones are all over the place. And going back to supporting hormones is going to be in the best benefit of my body as a collective, right? So I just want you guys to kind of get this in your head that your journey with Hashimoto's, your journey with hypothyroidism or Graves or hyperthyroidism, it's going to change. And it doesn't mean that it's in vain, that it's a waste of time, that it's a waste of money, that it's a waste of energy. All of these things add up. It's a compounding effect when we are consistent. And for myself, this is one of the big things that I have noticed is having an accountability partner, right? A coach, a mentor. That is when I have massive success personally, professionally, health-wise, you know, all of those different things because there's people keeping me accountable and also helping me find my blind spots. Because (laughs) let me tell you, even though I have a lot of professional background, education, um, professional experience working with clients with hormone and Hashimoto's and um, thyroid, I still don't know everything, (laughs) unfortunately. And it's funny because I feel like the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know anything. (laughs) Isn't that the truth though? When it comes to a lot of things is we, we learn things and we're like, wow, this is really great. And then we're like, oh my gosh, what else don't I know? And I can easily get sucked into these rabbit holes of trying to learn everything. The first one I'm going to point out is food. Friend inside the Hanson Method, inside the Facebook group, inside Instagram DMs. <laughs> um, people are very curious about food sensitivities, what's going on, why they're reacting to certain foods. I had a client the other day, she went out to eat, she ordered I think it was like um, red skin potatoes with salmon and asparagus. And there was some sauce put on top. And she sent me a message (laughs) and she said, why did I eat this and all of a sudden blow up like a balloon and feel so bloated and heavy and disgusting? Because in her mind, right, in all of our minds, salmon, red skin potatoes and asparagus, that is a good, healthy well-balanced meal, right? You've got a little bit of carbs, you've got some fat and protein, and you have some greens. Well, I kind of explained, I said, you know, really, this could be a lot of different things happening. One, we should look at the sauce, right? The sauce, what is it made up of? What is in it? How is it cooked, prepared? Um, It could have gluten in it. It could have something else. Um, Then also looking at the food service industry in general, we need to, they, their goal <laughs> is to make money. Their goal is to make it taste good and to essentially make money. And that doesn't always mean fresh. That doesn't always mean high quality. Sometimes we can go to vegan restaurants or, you know, there's a couple of restaurants here in Arizona where it is organic, pasture-raised. They do use very good high-quality ingredients but you're also paying a premium price 
for that. So things to keep in mind um, within a situation like that. Number one, we need to look at <laughs> the sauce. Um, how is it cooked? How is it prepared? Number two, <coughs> number two, looking at the oils that they use. I know for myself, I do not use canola oil. Um, and <laughs> we went to a friend's house, kind of similar situation. They cooked, they cooked um, a meal good ingredients. There wasn't anything that was out of the normal for me. But when I thought back and I watched them cook, they use canola oil to coat the pan prior to cooking. And I was like, ah, it's the canola oil. So sometimes in situations like that, restaurants, like I said, they're not going for high quality. They're going for cheap. They're going for inexpensive. And most people are used to con consuming things like canola oil. So looking at those, looking at the oils, looking at those types of things um, when you're having food sensitivities. Now, the other thing when it comes to food is there's different categories of food. There are latex foods. There are sesylate foods. There are nightshade foods. So if you're reacting or responding to peppers, tomatoes, every single time you eat them, looking into nightshade foods and eliminating those nightshade foods so that you eliminate the threat or <coughs> the inflammatory responses that are happening along with the foods. Um, oftentimes, this isn't the rule all the time, oftentimes when we cut foods out for 90 days, we allow our body to hit a reset, restart, rejuvenate button. Um, we're able to reintroduce those foods and feel better. Okay. Um, when it comes to food sensitivities and fatigue, what we typically see is you will eat said food or meal. And very shortly afterwards, you will feel like you need to take a nap or you need to lay down or something like that. And that can also be a result of poor digestive system. So if it's happening every single time you eat, it means that your digestive system is slow, it's sluggish, um, but can also be just associated with particular foods, particular categories of foods, so on and so forth. Okay, number two, <laughs> fatigue can be a result of toxic overload. In functional medicine, we have this toxic load theory. Now, imagine a picture, an outline of a human body um, at the very bottom stage. Most of us have toxins, okay? Um, we, the way our environment is, the way we eat, the way we live, most of us are going to have toxins that are happening um, that we are exposed to. When our body is in homeostasis, when everything is balanced, when our kidneys are working, when our liver is working, our body is able to filtrate properly. And that allows us to remove the toxins and keep us more or less in a state of homeostasis. But if we continue exposing ourselves to more and more and more and more and more toxins, and then our liver, our kidneys, our normal filtration processes, um, lungs, those types of things begin to break down. They begin to shut down. In the beginning, we start with like an acute phase where mm, maybe I'm feeling a little fatigued. Mm, I don't know what's going on. Maybe just something is a little bit off. Then we get into a compensatory stage. 
compensatory stage is where at this point we're like going to the doctor and we're like, Hey doctor, <laughs> I'm feeling tired. I'm gaining weight. I'm feeling puffy. I've got aches and pains. You know, I don't know what's going on with me, but I just don't feel like myself. I'm unmotivated. I'm not as happy as I used to be. And your doctor's going to say, you know what, we can do some labs or whatever, but it sounds like you're just really maybe depressed or anxious. Let's put you on some depression or anxiety medication. And that may be true. Maybe you really are struggling with anxiety or depression, or maybe you just are starting to be exposed to toxins and your body isn't filtrating properly. Okay. Now I have to leave this here <laughs> because people are going to say, well, does that mean you don't believe in antidepressants or anti um, anxiety medication? No, <laughs> that is not true. Um, I believe that they serve a purpose when needed, but I also believe that they are overused and over, over prescribed. Um, I'm also very hypersensitive to people who say depression, anxiety, because I lost a brother who completed suicide when he was 15. So I know the real dangers of losing someone you love when they are struggling with anxiety, depression. So we just need to be very, very careful but also take proactive approaches, right? Dopamine, serotonin, they're created in the gut. Um, so that, <laughs> that can go back to food sensitivities, leaky gut, things like that. Okay, so then in that compensatory stage, maybe they're starting to find um, anxiety, depression, maybe a high cholesterol, high blood pressure, you know, maybe some of those, I'm going to label them as minor things. If they continue and if they progress, we end up in this toxic load phase. This is where you've continued to go to the doctor. Hey, doctor, now I have this symptom. Can we run this test? I don't know what's going on with me. My fatigue is getting worse. My pain is getting worse. Um, weight gain, I keep gaining weight. I'm eating clean. I'm eating healthy. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I don't understand what's going on. Your doctor says, okay, let's run some more labs runs more labs, finds out, da, 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 you have whatever condition. In this case, thyroid, right? Hashimoto's, hypothyroidism. Now we need to give you medication for that. When we finally hit that state of a diagnosis, we are in a form of cellular death. You can come out of this cellular death. <laughs> there is hope, but it's going to be so much more work. It's going to be so much harder and I remember telling friends, family members, clients, when I first got certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, I was like, I want to work with people before they get sick. You guys, there's no money there. <laughs> Nobody wants to pay you or to hire you when they feel good. They don't want to start working with you until they are either in that compensatory stage where the fatigue is starting to become crazy the anxiety, the depression are starting to take over their life. Their libido is tanking. Or when they've reached that place of cellular death and they're like, I no longer know how to live my life and function. Right? So, which is so sad. So sad. This is a broken system that we have. This is really sick care. This is not health care, you guys. And if I had it my way, everybody would have a 
professional coach, mentor, practitioner, whatever it may be, who is constantly testing, monitoring, educating, teaching, empowering you guys before you get to a state of disease. And if we break apart dis-ease, right, it spells dis-ease. You're out of comfort. Okay, I've got a little bit of a rant and a soapbox here. Um, so that is toxic overload. That can be causing, contributing to the, the fatigue that you guys are experiencing. Number three is going to be gut infections. Oh boy, can worms open? <laughs> okay, gut infections are very, very real. They happen. My coach, um, Chris, she works with us. She got food poisoning this past week and we were having a conversation <laughs> and she's like, I am so upset about this because I know the work that has to be done now that I've had food poisoning, probiotics, we've got to rebuild the gut flora. And one of the things that I see, especially with people who have a lot of digestive discomfort, um, bloating, gas, constipation, maybe some rapid dumping um, going on in there where it's just their digestive system is chronically in a fight or flight response itself, which is leading them to anxiety, leading them to depression um, and symptoms mood imbalances, right? And then we start having hormonal imbalances and then we start having all these other things. When we have gut infections um, following something like food poisoning, then we we see SIBO, we see small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, which can lead to digestive issues if it's not addressed, right? We bacteria so food poisoning happens because there's bacteria in the food that you shouldn't be eating, consuming because it wasn't cooked properly or taken care of properly, or maybe it was spoiled before it was served <laughs> to you, right? There's some issues there. And that bacteria then ends up GI tract. That GI tract <laughs> then it has an, uh, a bacterial imbalance. And because it's warm, it's dark, if this is, it's moist, there's food, there's fuel, there's all kinds of things that can feed this bacteria. It begins to grow and grow and grow and proliferate and becomes a really nasty, ugly situation and therefore causing conditions like SIBO, okay? So that's just one example when it comes to gut infections. You can have candida, you can have yeast, you can have mold, you can have fungus, you can have a whole myriad of different things that are happening. Parasites is another one that I didn't mention, um, leading to digestive discomfort. And so again, moving to functional testing to properly identify what you have going on, what strands of bacteria you have happening in there or mold or yeast or fungus or parasites so that you can take the proper steps in order to restore that function right, to kill off the parasites. Now, I told you earlier in today's episode, I personally had exposures to mold. It got into my digestive system, and I did a mold cleanse <laughs> a cut, uh, maybe six months ago, maybe a little bit longer now. And when I was cleaning out the mold, you guys, that cleanse worked so good. <laughs> I had parasites 
major parasite that I saw leaving my body, which grossed me out and was also very exciting at the same time. <laughs> um, if you are squeamish, just fast forward. But I had like a 12, 13 inch parasite come out of my body um, in the process of cleaning out the mold. I did not know that I had parasites because I have different symptoms. Okay, so this is why testing is so important. I did testing to test for mold levels, found high levels of mold, was taking care of that, and it worked in conjunction. And again, this is because I worked with my practitioner to find the right balance and the right supplements for me based off symptoms, based off lifestyle. Um, and we did decide to do a parasite cleanse because I live on a farm. So the likelihood of me having parasites is probably higher than someone who lives in the city. Um, so on and so forth. Okay. So looking at gut infections, making sure we're doing the right testing, the right assessing, um, working with a qualified practitioner on that is super important. We do a lot of this work with our clients inside the Hanson method as well. Tip number four, managing stress. You guys, if you are chronically stressed, your immune system, your digestive system, your nervous system, your heart, those are going to be the most vulnerable when it comes to, <laughs> to stress, right? Those systems are going to start running down. They're going to start slowing down, leaving you and causing you with fatigue. And this high stress is also going to influence your sleep. It's going to influence your waistline. It's going to influence your relationships and your body chemistry for your health. And this is especially true with us who are suffering with chronic conditions. Chronic stress can lead to lowering your immune system, making you more susceptible to illness. So while, so what initiates a stress response in someone, right? And maybe not for another. How you respond to those stressors in your life is uniquely individual to you. What may cause you overwhelm, cause you stress and create stress, a stress response in your body may take another person may take it in stride and it may be easy for them to roll through and work through and it may be no big deal. And so this is one of the things that I really stress to my clients inside the Hanson method is that if it's a big deal to you, it's a big deal to me. I may look at you and be like, oh, that's it. Like, that's not that bad. But for you, it could be <laughs> the difference between, you know, life and death or feel like a life and death situation. There are many different source sources of stress in our modern day world, fast-paced world, whether it is mental, emotional, physical, financial, spiritual, or toxin-related how you manage your stress and your health is really critical. Like I stated, your immune system, your digestive tract, your nervous system, your heart are all the most vulnerable when it comes to stress management. So reducing the stress in your life is oftentimes easier said than done. <laughs> but believe it or not, it has a profound connection to self-love, self-care. When you take that time to be mindful of your needs in a loving way, and take care of yourself, you are able to better manage that stress. Meaning your sleep is going to get better. 
meaning you're going to feel happier, meaning the balance and the homeostasis in your body is going to be better and more balanced. All right. Number five is movement. Movement is critical for our energy levels. Okay. Movement can swing one way or it can swing another way, meaning we can overexercise, we can overmove the body, we can overstress the body, causing chronic fatigue, low energy levels, so on and so forth. Or a lack of movement can contribute to low energy levels. Our body, if you guys just look at the way our body was made, we were made with hinges. We were made to move. We were made to rotate. We were made to move our body. I have no other way to say that. We were made to move. Our body was designed to move. We have joints. We have muscles. All of that is contributing to our body and its ability to move. Now, some of us are more flexible than others. Great. (laughs) I'm not talking about that. I'm talking simply about movement. So a good rule of thumb or a good way to look at this is when you exercise, do you have to take a nap afterwards? Maybe you feel great for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, but then, oh my gosh, every day I exercise, I have to go take a nap. Too much exercise. (laughs) We need to pull it back. Maybe instead of doing HIIT training, heavy lifting, CrossFit, whatever it may be that you're doing, we pull back to yoga. We pull back to swimming. We pull back to light stretching. We pull back to just walking. And if you are not moving, at all, and you are living a very sedentary lifestyle, just simply moving, walking around the block, taking five, 10 minutes to walk the stairs in your home up and down. I'm not talking running them, you guys, I'm talking just up, down, up, down, you know, at a normal pace that can actually increase energy levels for your body. Pretty cool, huh? All right. So let's go into some tips. You guys, I think I told you at the beginning I had six. I have five. (laughs) So we really had five going on today, but let's move into some tips of what we can do to better support our body and help you gain energy, which is going to make you feel amazing. So first and foremost, you guys eat a well-balanced diet. How you nourish your body has a great impact on how you're able to manage stress. Focusing on those nutrient-dense, high-quality foods is going to help balance your blood sugar levels and helping you maintain better energy as well. It also means avoiding foods that you are sensitive to or allergic to because those can cause, again, your energy to tank. Caffeine and sugar both negatively impact your adrenal function and your fight and fight your flight and fight response so those should also be limited avoid those processed chemical laden foods because that's going to be inflammatory inducing which is going to put stress on the body and therefore causing fatigue tip is going to be breath work taking deep breaths, learning how to effectively calm the immune system and your central nervous, I'm sorry, I said your immune system, I meant your central nervous system, um, is one of the great ways to bring oxygen into your blood 
into your body. Um, There's many, many different side effects to this, but the thing that is often overlooked when we do breath work is that it is actually detoxifying for the body. We talk about breath work a lot. Um, I'm sure you guys can Google it, Instagram it, whatever you want to do, but there are a lot of different techniques. But when we are expelling, meaning we're breathing out, we are releasing toxins that could be laden in the body. So very, very good stuff. One of my favorites is the, I like the box breathing. Breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four. Breathe in, hold, breathe out. Four seconds. Um, there are other techniques where you breathe in for four seconds, you hold for seven seconds, and breathe out. Um, again, YouTube, <laughs> some different techniques. Find one that resonates with you and works well with you. Progressive muscle relaxation. What you're going to be doing, this is really best if you're laying down in your bed. can help you get into a good, nice, deep sleep. It's where you begin with your head, okay, and you're going to contract each muscle group for two to four seconds and then release. Move to the next muscle group. Do this all the way down your body until you have contracted and held and released each muscle group, finishing with several long breaths. Again, this is going to help with stress management. It's going to help with toxic overload. Um, and allowing your body to get into a more restful, deep sleep so that you can detoxify um, while you are sleeping and the body has the tools that are needed. Okay, the next tip, you guys, is movement. Get moving. If you are sitting in a chair all day long, get up, start moving, start (laughs) engaging with your body in a physical way. Again, not a way that's going to overdo it or overstimulate you, but give you what you need in order to have good, sustainable energy all day long. We know, generally speaking, that women typically do best when they have even a small exercise routine. Their body is going to respond and restore itself much quicker than someone who does not. Okay. And last but not least, you guys. Functional testing, working with a practitioner, it's going to help you figure out what food sensitivities you have, what's going on with the food, what's help, what's holding you back with the toxic overload, what kind of gut infections you're having, what is the stress response that's happening in your body. Is movement even a viable option for you at this point? Maybe or maybe not. I had a few doctors at different points in my life tell me, you are not allowed to do more than walking, Shannon, (laughs) Um, which has always come at times where I don't want to hear that at all, but it was exactly what my body needed. I know I said last but not least, I have one more for you. (laughs) We'll call this a bonus tip. It is said that laughter is the best medicine, and it's so true. When you laugh, your body actually reduces the level of stress hormones inside your body. And your immune system gets a boost as well. Laughter increases your endorphins as well as increasing oxygen to organs. So guys, go see a funny movie. Spend time with family. Watch funny things on YouTube. But I would say connect. Have a go out with your friends. Go out with people who make you feel happy and good. 
because it's, like I said, it's going to help stimulate your immune system. It's going to help with detoxification and you're going to feel good. It's going to increase dopamine and serotonin responses so that we have this surge of energy. We have this surge of feel goody, feel goodness um, inside of our body, which is really what we need in order to improve our body and its functions overall. So with that, you guys, thank you for joining. I will see you in the next. Have you heard about the Hampton Method? The Hampton Method is our four-month, 16-week intensive thyroid program that we work with women from all over the world to help them balance and align their thyroid hormones so that they can gain energy, gain freedom from fatigue, and lose the thyroid weight. This program is absolutely cutting edge because we do things like mineral balancing and helping you learn what the four phases of balancing your thyroid hormones are, which is number one, clean energy. We need to know and understand the right foods, the right fuel to put inside of our body, how to balance and pair foods together so that we don't have the digestive discomfort and we are able to properly break down and absorb the nutrients from all of our food. Number two, learning how to get in those key thyroid nutrients things like selenium and iodine without having to take handfuls and handfuls of pills. Number three, when it comes to food, is detoxing from dirty energy food. When we eat gluten, when we eat dairy in excess or other things that are causing food sensitivities, this can suck the energy and the life out of you. After we address all of the food and understanding what our body needs, we go into a personal protocol for you. I want you to learn the basics, but then I also want you to learn how to customize your plan specific to you. So yes, we do the functional testing inside of that. We give you a protocol that includes diet, lifestyle, and supplementation. And while you're working on that protocol, we're teaching you other things like learning how to map your symptoms, how to connect the dots, how to tune into your menstrual cycle and the body pain and the aches and the hair loss to put together a plan for you so that you know what the third part is, your thyroid blockers. Those little thyroid blockers are bad little buggers because they block your thyroid hormones from making, converting, and working properly. And then the last step is opening up those detoxification systems using our lymphatic system. We see the lymphatic system being overworked, overburdened, overstressed, and strained, and that is causing the muscle aches and the, the poor detoxification, the swelling, the puffiness, all of the yucky symptoms that we are experiencing every single day. This program is second to none. It is cutting edge. We work with you both in a group setting and a one-on-one -on -one setting so that you can get all of the help, all of the support that you need in addition to being able to communicate with us through our app, through with our team every single day. If you are interested in booking a free consultation, a thyroid breakthrough call, head over to the show notes, schedule your call, and do it before the end of April because at the end of April, we are increasing our prices and I want you guys to be able to come in with the most amount of benefits, the most amount of bonuses, and obviously for the cheaper price. So don't hesitate. 
go click on it, get it scheduled, come to the call, and let's look at what it looks like to work together through the Hanson Method, but also make sure that this is the right fit for you in balancing your hormones, balancing your body, and getting back to your life so that you can gain the freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight. I'll see you on the call. Wait before you go! Please subscribe if you found value in today's episode. Leave us a review and share on Instagram and please tag us. We love your review!